It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast with your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. Take a seat at the table and join the conversation as David, Kevin, and their guests discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology to song selection. Feel free to poke fun at David's hair, talk football, or bring up other topics that have nothing to do with worship. We want to add your voice to the conversation. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash WMCatalyst. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst. Or just head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop a note in the comments section of any episode. And now, it's time for the show. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite episodes was like, I think it was like 33-ish or something in the 30s is where we just started, like, I hit record and then so, and we were laughing We were about laughing something. for like the first 30 seconds. I remember that. Still my favorite. Love that I one. think Scott Olson even talked yeah. about that episode yeah. when we had him on this show. But, um, funny. so this is episode 199. 199. Of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. We are two away. Yeah. And uh, so episode 198, we kind of sh- reflected on our, our last 10 years doing the podcast. And so go check that out and got some... some some thoughts on there about how things have changed over the last 10 years and a lot has changed. We didn't even cover a whole lot of it, but, um, but, uh, this episode we're going to just talk because I know, I know a lot of people that have listened to this podcast have listened and connected because they've connected with us as human beings. We are humans. Yeah. And, and our story and, you know, we, uh, we intentionally, not everyone does this or likes this, but we intentionally, Shared about our lives and our, right. our our likes and football and all of these things over the years because that's what we cared about and we wanted to be real people, yep. not just not just you know preachy kind of whatevers. And so, um, so this episode that's what it's going to be. We're going to catch you up on where we are and where we're going <laughs> and just kind of talk about yeah. Our and life. even you know, I was thinking just looking back yeah. over you know ten years where where uh, the road's taken us and you know a lot of this. Uh, just to just to kind of set the stage, a lot of this is because David and I we are transitioning mm-hmm. uh, out of our roles as host for this podcast. But yep. never fear, the podcast will go on. It will. It, it hopefully will go on forever. Right. <laughs> and and we're handing it off to Joe Brookhouse. Yep. And um, and he's going to carry it from two hundred one onward forward. I mean, we're not we're not saying no. We'll never come back on. Right, but but it's time for people who are more engaged. Uh, I'm in a senior role, you know that if you've been listening to the podcast. But um, yeah, and and we we shared on about it last episode, but uh, you know, David and I were both in different places of life, and you know, it's just we've been doing this for ten years, and it's harder to get together. Um, I think yeah, the last episode we recorded was you know ten months ago or whatever it was. But so real quick, uh, because I didn't mention the other host, because it's Joe Brookhouse, who a lot of people would be familiar with. But Gabriel Allred uh, is going to be joining Joe. Gabriel, are you all right? You need some water? Oh, man, I might I might at some I got, point. I got this like a little tickle in my throat. Do you have water right here? Oh, do you have like a little fridge there? No, I just had some water. Oh, that's cool. I'll take that. Nice. Sitting there on this chair. But, oh, um, yeah, I so, got this tickle in my throat. You know when you get that tickle and it's like... Yeah, and it just won't go away. 
Gabriel Allred, uh, worship leader in Texas, uh, used to teach worship arts at Christ for the Nations Institute. Um, and so he's going to be co-hosting with Joe as well. And so uh, that's what you can expect. Nice. Gabriel, Gabriel Allred and Joe Brookhouse will be the new hosts of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast starting with episode 201. So Yeah, and we're super excited yeah. about that. I think, and so we're kind of... These uh, last few episodes were transitioning. Yep. Uh, Handing it off. Yep. Uh, episode 198, we reflected on on 10 years of, of ministry and uh, things that have changed over the last 10 years. And uh, this episode, we're just going to talk about, you know, uh, where David's at in life and where I'm at in life. Mm-hmm. And then our final episode, episode 200, uh, we're going to hopefully leave you with some uh, words of wisdom and some parting thoughts right that's the plan so um well the heat just came on so you're gonna hear a little bit of background noise which Uh, i apologize for that but um eh. so yeah 10 years ago 2008 2008 so i had let's see i had one child at the time um and callie was less than a year old i think when we first did our our first episode callie was seven months or eight months somewhere around there uh melanie and myself we had been married for less than five years and uh we were living in troutdale oregon yeah i remember that so yeah yeah, and and here's the crazy thing so um if you joined us last episode, you know that um, for the duration of our podcast, I've been at the same church, uh, mm-hmm. Laurelwood Baptist Church, Vancouver, Washington. I used to commute from Troutdale, Oregon yeah. to Vancouver, Washington yeah. on a daily basis, sometimes even twice a day, uh, if I had like a meeting that evening. Right, and then it, because it, it took you guys a while to sell your house. It, yeah, so um, when we bought our house on Troutdale before I was the worship pastor at Laurelwood, mm-hmm. we bought our house in early 2006, and then it was late 2006 where I officially became uh, the worship pastor. I, I started as an interim in May. And then they transitioned me from interim to full time in September, October of 2006. Hmm. Um, so, so when I got the full time position, I'm like, okay, cool. This is our 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 church, and both both Mel and I, we we saw us being at Laurelwood for a long time, which mm-hmm. we, I mean, we have been, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and so we're like, okay, you know, we need to sell our house in in Troutdale. And we need to, you know, buy uh, uh, buy a house in Vancouver. So we we tried uh, shortly. Yeah, it was like into 2006. We we put our house up for the market. Anyway, long and short, it took us two years to sell our house. Mm-hmm. And and this is like right when the housing market was crashing. Right. All those subprime loans were defaulting. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, uh, everyone was like freaking out. Right. You know, the the collapse of the economy yep. was imminent. And, yep. Um, so yeah, that was a great time to yeah. sell a house. <laughs> so, um, I had, when we started, so we started May of 2008 I had a two year old. My oldest was two. She was born in 2006 and then Henry was born in April of 2008. So just, you know, a couple months old. And I had just started at Gateway and Washougal, you know, that fall before in 2007. And so, yeah, things have, things have changed personally and yeah well and so yeah so i started with one kid who was less than a year 
uh, I now have um, so Callie, mm-hmm. I have one, uh, one daughter. I now have two daughters, so I'm we we only gained one more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, Callie is now almost twelve, mm-hmm. and Haley is now almost nine. Right. So uh, you know, Haley did not exist, and Callie was just an infant. Yeah. Uh, and now she's in middle school. Like mm-hmm. I got a daughter in middle school. Yep. And it, it yeah, and, which is like a whole that's that's a whole conversation. Right. Just yeah. <laughs> having having a preteen daughter, yep. you know, who's almost twelve in middle school. And uh yeah, so so Mel and I we've been married for fifteen years now. And so yeah, you had Hannah and Henry, uh and you you uh, just had the two. Now you got four. Four. You got Hannah, Henry, Harry, and Harper. Yep. So all H's, by the way. Yep, all H's. So you at least know where to start. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, yeah, so Hannah turns thirteen in wow. March. Wow. So we'll have a teenager. Henry will wow. be eleven. Harry just turned ten, and Harper's going to turn uh, no eight. Harry just turned eight, and Henry's ten, but uh, and Harper's going to be seven here wow. in February. So unbelievable! Yeah, lots lots of water under the bridge in in a ten year span. It's kind of crazy. It's super crazy. Yeah, it's super crazy. And um, yeah, so um, you're and you you're now the lead pastor at Six A Church, and you've been here for five or six years. Six years in February. Okay. Yeah. And so that was one of the breaks we took was when I first started here because it was way too much for me to handle and try to do anything else. Right. And then, um, <clears throat> still, still really busy. Um, yeah. The life of a senior pastor, lead pastor, is a little different than a worship pastor. Yeah. And and we're actually fortunate because we have a lot of younger families. So I don't have a whole lot of, you know, hospital visits and, and funerals and all that kind of. I've had to do my fair share of sure. it. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I've been a lead pastor for six years and um, learned a lot about that. And actually, you know, um, one of the, you know, one of the, I'm not done podcasting. I'm just, I'm just done with worship podcasting because I don't want to, I don't want to do a disservice to this audience by, because I'm not in worship ministry all the time. Right. Um, and have moved on to, <clears throat> to uh, being a senior pastor and, I don't know if I'll do a, a pastor's podcast, maybe. I don't know. But my wife and I are going to do a podcast, actually. No way! That's the plan, anyway. What? To do, like, a family podcast and what? talk about... Because that's one of the things, um, and I know you'll agree with this, and Laurelwood has a huge focus on it, but the family's kind of under attack. And the family's been yeah. really yeah. uprooted in the last 10 years. And and the pressures on the family yeah. are huge now. Well, and, and you're seeing the effects of it everywhere. I mean, not just broken families, not just mm-hmm. divorces, but just just how families interact and what's acceptable. And I, I mean, even in the last ten years, you know what what's okay mm-hmm. uh, now versus what was okay ten right. years ago, uh, content and everything else. Well, and just and there's but there's so much, you know, the the freedom of opportunity, and it's it's really more of a bondage of opportunity. You know, there's like. 
there's just so many things you can do as a family. Like there's so many, you're, you're supposed to have your kids in 12 different sports, right? Yeah. Supposed to be in four sports and they're supposed to play all year long so that they get a chance at a scholarship, which is a whole scheme, which how many kids actually get scholarships? And if they get scholarships, how much does that actually cover? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, if, if, like if full, full ride scholarships, just for the record, are very right, right. rare. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more likely they're going to get like a thousand dollar scholarship. Yeah. And if you're, you're probably spending twelve, fifteen thousand $15,000 over their you know years just growing save up the money. to keep them in sport like just <laughs> put the money in a savings account and give it to them and give them their own scholarship earn here. some interest yeah <laughs> but um yeah so we're probably going to try to do we're, well what's our plan is uh, to do a podcast called the family journey roadmap wow cool. to really help help people really think through uh, what it means to be a christian specifically christian family and and how do you I mean how do you get to that end whatever that end goal is you're looking at yeah. without yeah. losing it along the way you know you know and so so David was talking about how a number of years ago he transitioned to a lead role you know and, and so that's changed in in mm-hmm. the last ten years since we podcasted one of the things if you listened last episode that is potentially changing for me that's on the horizon is I'm kind of in a similar place where I'm I'm starting to feel or sense or just maybe get a little nudge or leaning from God uh, for me to be in kind of a, a lead pastor mm-hmm. role. I, I'm still the worship pastor at Laurelwood, and I still plan on doing that for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not like sending out resumes or, or right. trying to you know get get uh, senior pastor jobs or anything. But uh, you know I, I'm just I've been sensing. Um, you know, really for about a year now, just kind of uh, uh, this nudging towards more of that kind of uh, church leadership, pastoral leadership, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so, you know, I, so I've, I've been changing kind of some of my focus on stuff. And, and while I still do worship ministry, I'm trying to do a lot more of pastoral ministry stuff. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing a lot more preaching. Uh, this summer, my church was gracious enough to give me a sabbatical. And I took six weeks off and used that time away from the church to um, go interview other pastors. I even interviewed David. Mm-hmm. Yep. We sat right here in this office. Yeah. And I interviewed David, and I kind of picked his brain about what it looks like to be a lead pastor. Uh, I uh, During my six-week sabbatical, I um, I worked on my doctrinal statement. I'm in the process of getting ordained right mm-hmm. now through my uh, church, through my association. I'm part of yeah. CB Northwest. Uh, conservative Baptist of the Northwest, and so um, you know, I'm, I'm making all these kind of little changes, and I'm starting a uh, in the end of January. I'm starting a three year training program that uh, our CB Northwest Association does called Convergence. It's a pastoral training program. So that's some of the new stuff happening hmm. in my life. You know, ten years ago, if you would have asked me, I've been like, no way, man. Like, I don't. I don't want to be a lead pastor. That sounds awful. Right, yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and David's like, yes, yeah. yes, it is. <laughs> it is a lot of work. But you know, like, it's a lot I, of burden. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I remember when I, when I met with you, you know, I, I think one of the questions I asked you, David was what, what did you not expect uh, about the role of being a lead pastor? And, and I think, you know, you said, I didn't expect how heavy the burden was, mm-hmm. uh, how great the responsibility was. But, um, you know, so I'm 
you know, I, I never thought of myself as a lead pastor. Uh, I've always been really comfortable with music. Like I love music. Mm-hmm. I, I love worship music. I love leading people uh, to God through music. So I, 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 I don't want it necessarily, but I can't shake the fact that I feel God right. leading me in that role. So I'm excited. I don't know what the future is going to hold. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what it looks like. I'm not sure. Uh, when or where or what that all is, but I'm trying to do some things now to prepare myself for one day when God just you know makes it really obvious and says, "Boom, here you go, Kevin." So, what is convergence? Maybe, maybe someone wants to. Yeah. So, let me briefly explain convergence. Um, it, it's a non-accredited thing. So. You know, both David and I, we went to an accredited uh, university. It's called now it's called Multnomah University. It used mm-hmm. to be called Multnomah Bible School, uh, or Multnomah College Bible College. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, so David and I, we went to Multnomah Bible College. I have a four-year bachelor's degree with a, a double major. Uh, one, you know, one major is biblical studies, and one major is music ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think um, I have nothing against higher education. This is this is not an insult to the 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 institute of higher learning, right? You know? Right. Because uh, some people are really down on higher education, and I, I think more and more we're seeing people say yeah, it's cost prohibitive, mm-hmm. uh, it's unnecessary. You can get just as much knowledge from YouTube. Um, <laughs> And some fields you probably can't. Yeah, maybe some areas, <laughs> but um, you know, I'm I'm not down on higher education. Right, yeah. I, I think there is incredible value to getting a degree. Um, I have one. Uh, where convergence is different, it is um, is not focusing on the academic side. It's not focusing on the you know um, general education, and you know, again, it's not accredited. Mm-hmm. What it is, it, it focuses. Uh, exclusively on the practical side of pastoral leadership development. So um, uh, the association I'm a part of, CB Northwest, they saw a number of years ago the need to train and equip pastors because you know what was happening was we were getting pastors at our churches who didn't know how to pastor, hmm. uh, who maybe had all the heart and the desire in the mm-hmm. world, and maybe they even had some knowledge, but they weren't prepared on what what it means to do conflict resolution. Uh, they weren't prepared on what it means um, uh, to you know to uh, have prayer be an emphasis for your church. Um, and so, so convergence was born out of this idea that we need to take you know elder qualified men, you know guys who who uh, have the passion and the desire. And we need to take elder qualified men, and we need to train and equip them to be pastors. Mm-hmm. So it's a three-year program, and what you do is you go through um, what what's called a cohort. And if you've heard that phrase before, the concept is that you're with this group of seven, eight, nine other guys, and it's your group that goes through the three-year program together. So by the time you're done with three years— you guys have spent kind of three years of your life together, um, you know, working on things. You you only meet seven times a year. Uh, so for someone like me who has a family, uh, you know, it's and it's, a job and a jo- yeah and a full time job. <laughs> right. It's very appealing right. to, to know that I'm only gone seven times a year. And where do you go? So we go to the offices at CB Northwest, which the office the main offices are located in Portland. Oh, so that's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's nice for me. I mean, there's some guys that travel like all the way from 
Eastern mm. Oregon. There's guys that fly in from Alaska mm. uh, because our region is Alaska, Oregon, Oregon, Washington, Idaho. That's CB Northwest. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- there's a number of guys that fly in from Alaska, which th- I mean that's a huge, you know, that right. seven times a year. So you, you you fly or you come in on a Thursday. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you meet seven times a year for three years. And um, uh, what you do is in in that uh, uh, during that cohort. Um, you, you usually, uh, meet together. Uh, there's an instructor who kind of works with you on different things. You talk about it. And then the idea is now go to your church and do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you do a whole intensive on conflict resolution and then it's like, all right, this next month, all those conflict things in your church, apply this. (laughs) Go resolve them. (laughs) Yeah, go resolve them. Uh, And then you come back together uh, a couple months later Mm. um, and, all right, how did it go? Mm. What what worked, what didn't? And and then you go uh, through your next kind of thing. Um, Yeah, anyway, so sorry, that was a long, that was a long uh, explanation, but I'm excited about it. Oh, and and the cost is is a lot cheaper. You know, it's um, uh, it's $3,000 a year, you know, as opposed to like a college that's Mm -hmm. whatever, 15, 20,000 a year. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, convergence is going to be hopefully a good thing for me, uh, with my pastoral or, or to help me, I should say to help me in my pastoral training. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, kind of, we're both have been or moving in different directions. <laughs> yeah. You know, moving down the road we're getting and, old is what's happening, dude. I turned 40 this year. Shut up. 40. 40. Yeah. The four big, zero. Yeah. Wow. And, do you feel old? I do feel old. Like there's times when my back hurts. <laughs> yeah, you know my, what I mean? My hip hurts. I have times <laughs> where my hip hurts. hurts. I'm like, I'm, I get up from my desk. I'm like, oh, and I have to walk for, you know, 20, 30 steps before when I can When we walk started normal. this podcast 10 years ago, I was in my mid 20s. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm in my mid 30s. Yeah. So I would have been, I guess I would have been uh, almost, 29, almost yeah, 30. Yeah, almost 30, right? 29. Yeah. yeah. So we were both in our 20s. Yeah. Now you're pushing 40. 40. Dude. I'm irrelevant in the worship world, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, you can't be under forty <laughs> on a on a worship stage. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I got like gray. I got like gray in my hair. I got gray in my beard. You got some gray in your beard so, too. So um, yeah, right, right. I was kind of wanting to grow the top out a little bit, so I just let everything grow for about three months. Yeah. So my beard even was really big and puffy. Yeah. And so on uh, a couple weeks ago, when I get to when I went to get a haircut, you know, she trimmed the beard down. And like this clump right on my chin was more white, I'm sure, than it was. And it's like, where did that come from? That's like that must be some other guy, oh, you know? Man. That can't possibly be my hair. Yeah. Like, and so I probably need to keep it a little shorter. I probably look a lot older. And somebody around that time, I called me. Said you were about 45, 47 years old. Like, oh man! Ouch. You're like, no, <laughs> I'm not even 40. Yet, I'm man. not 47. Yeah, but. it's funny because. Um, I, I mean, we laugh about it, you know, in terms of being irrelevant in the worship world. But, you know, when both of us started in worship ministry, um, you know, I was I was 23, mm-hmm. uh, almost 24 when I when I began at Laurelwood. And, you know, you were in your young uh, in mm-hmm. your 20s, right? Mid 20s when you started at uh, Longview, yep. Calvary and Longview. You know, and so both of us, you know, we started kind of young and, mm-hmm. and, you know, wide eyed and green and. Uh, certainly had lots of ideas and, uh, you know, we had lots of thoughts and directions on what it should be. Yep. And, uh, and now looking back, we realize, oh, we, we didn't know as much as we thought we did. I was wrong about everything. (laughs) 
But yeah, so no, we've. Uh, I hope we've. I hope we've come a long way. Although a lot of times it feels like, man, I don't feel like I've. I don't feel like I'm changed at all. Or, but then. Yeah, I think I think there's some things that always say the same. You know, I, I'll always love music, but but the recognizing that my ability to you know, quote unquote, be relevant Mm -hmm. may not always be, you know, I I don't know if I can be 65 and still, you know, be kind of relevant leading music. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and and that's why I'm excited that, you know, God kind of laid this thing on my heart uh, a year ago Mm -hmm. to pursue more pastoral leadership, pastoral training, because um, I I, I think that's something I can see God using me in for Mm -hmm. hopefully a long time. Yeah, we'll see what God does. Yeah, and maybe we'll do another podcast down the road, a pastor's podcast. A pastor's podcast. Pastor, pastoral ministry podcast. Hey, I'll tell catalyst. you. I'll tell you something that has not changed though. Uh, in the ten years that we've been doing this mm-hmm. with you and me, something that's not changed. You're still a Buckeyes fan. Yep. And I'm still a Ducks fan. Yep. And we gotta talk about our. I, I I just gotta get your hot take on this. Urban Myers leaving Ohio State. What's up with that? I'm I'm glad actually. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh well I was never an Urban Meyer fan. Remember I was a Trestle fan, Jim uh, Trestle. No, you got mad when they forced yeah. him out. Yep. And um and, but, you know, part I of, mean Urban Myers has success at yeah, the Buckeyes. He had success. Yeah, he's had success except, you know, it's still tainted with you know, like this season and the controversy. Yeah. Um see I don't I like I'm old school and I think college especially college football should be more about developing the players to become men than it is about, you know, becoming, you know, about winning a national championship. Do you feel Urban Myers had too much focus on winning? Oh, way, way, way way too much. And and like this season was driving me nuts watching him on the sidelines, you know, because he just like losing it over every time and grabbing people by the by the the uh, collar and the chest pads and you know grab them, pulling them over yanking them around like I mean, we're like we're we're Woody Hayes you know in like five years you know he's going to be tripping players and punching he's just going to lose it you know and um um if he could if if he could learn you know a little bit less com- competition a little bit less competitive nature and be a little bit more developmental then I'd probably be fine but no, I'm I'm still, and I don't know like Dabo Sweeney, you know Clemson, he's a strong Christian, strong believer, and I've I've heard about some of the stuff that they're constantly doing to develop a culture where they're building up men, and that's hmm. the win for them, right? Yeah, you know, winning championships in football is a vehicle to teach the principles for how to win and succeed at life. Yeah, and and it's like which, well, by the way, if you're listening and you're not a football fan, uh, Clemson, uh, one of the colleges, and Alabama, another mm-hmm. college. Uh, they played in the national championship, and Alabama has historically perennially been the favorite for everything, and right. Alabama wins everything, and it's right. really annoying. And Clemson just totally beat Alabama walked all over them. Yeah. Man, it wasn't even a contest. No. What what forty four to sixteen yeah. was that the final score? Well, that was but that was a score like at the beginning of the fourth quarter, you know, like <laughs> yeah, so, it, it like, was garbage time in yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, but my point though. Is there might be something to uh, Dabo Sweeney's method mm-hmm. of developing uh, character, right? Because whatever he did, it worked. Right, it worked, man. Right, yeah, and and so yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not real sad to lose Urban Meyer, and yeah. of course, he was the coach of the Florida, Florida. Gators when uh-huh. the Gators beat the Buckeyes twice in the national championship <laughs> game. So it's like I could never really get over that either. So no um, love lost for you. No huh? love lost. 
Well, meanwhile, the Ducks, you know, we've gone through the coaching carousel. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this year, uh, this year was our third coach in three years. Right. Uh, you know, we went from uh, Helfridge to uh, Willie Taggart to mm-hmm. Mario Cristobal. And it looks like Mario Cristobal is coming back, so that's good. Yeah. But we haven't been able to develop a solid right. program. Gone are the glory days right. of uh, competing in the Pac-12 championship. and Chip Kelly. And- yeah, Chip Kelly and... Gone are the glory days of, uh, you know, being relevant on the college landscape. You know, we had some momentum, and then we lost against Washington State, and eh, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, whatever. I, you know, I'm just excited that we won our bowl game because the Pac-12 has not done well in bowl games this year right. or last year. Last year, I think they were uh, – I think they only won one bowl yeah, I game. I think it was one in like – One in six, yeah. yeah. And uh, or one in seven, yeah. And this year, I think it was it was fifty uh, fifty. It was something like four and four. Which I know how to fix college football. Here we go. You want to know? Hot take. Go. Maybe maybe the word will get out, and we'll actually because what I what's happening is college football is starting to go the way of college basketball, meaning where players come in for shorter and shorter amounts of time. Right. right? Like our right. our quarterback this year. Um, Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, this was his first year starting and he's going to the NFL. Oh wow, he's already going. Right, yeah. And so it's like and so there's just this ridiculous pressure to go, you know, go pro, especially for running backs who only have so much life in their yeah, bones. Their bodies. Yeah, <laughs> their the bodies can only take so much abuse. Um but so here's how you fix college football. First you fix the playoffs. I know. Where it's not a not a, a ridiculous four team playoff. Every every conference um, champion conference right? champion yeah. goes to the to the eight, and that's and that's it. You know, no. but like a conference championship has to mean something. The Buckeyes should have been in the playoffs this year. Yeah, and I wouldn't have did, said that they early did have in the that season. Loss to, I know uh, they had a loss to Purdue, but they won their their conference championship. You know, fairly, you know, soundly, right? Yeah. And, they, and they, Notre Dame they didn't did, have a conference. Uh, they championship. They did number five, right? In the in the polls? No, they were six. They put them oh, behind six? Georgia, who lost their bowl game. What? To Texas. Oh, man. Yeah, so in the final AP poll, they ended up at number three. But I was like, you know what? It, it would have been much better to go and watch the Buckeyes, you know, you know, I think the Buckeyes could have beaten Alabama, to be honest, the way they played against Clemson. I'm like, right. I think they, I think the Buckeyes could have beaten Alabama. And but then, they never had the shot. That's right. the point. And so, so every conference champion, that's your first round of 16 teams, and then you come into yeah. eight that way. But then the the money thing. So, um, you pay players, but you don't give Whoa. them a paycheck. That's controversial. Yeah, I know. But what you do is and the, you'd have to get the NFL on board with this too but you deposit money into a retirement account for the players right so like so they get, they're getting like an, an average an average full-time salary like $60,000 a year while they're playing for for college the only way for them to actually get that because so many so many players go pro they never get their degree right and then they, and they, they they're one and done they it, play for yeah. one year or they, two they years they get hurt or they can't make it whatever it is and so then they have nothing to fall back on ouch so um the only way for them to get their retirement is if they get their degree mm. and they can they can come back and finish you know after if they have to do that like if they have to but they're not going to get their retirement if they don't Until graduate they get their degree huh? and so so then so then players are starting to get paid which keeps them you know a little bit more and you know motivated motivated to be at the school and finish yeah. 
and and then actually helps them to develop into functioning adults that aren't you know ridiculous you know examples for for our kids on Sundays and when they're playing football and you know all of that, all of those shenanigans, but yeah. Here. Wow. So That's, David has all the answers I do. I, I do. to, to college football woes. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, a lot in 10 years, man. Yep. And in those 10 years, the Buckeyes won a national championship game. Yeah. And, and Oregon and beat did Oregon not. <laughs> in the national championship. Beat Oregon in the national championship game, beat Oregon in the Rose Bowl. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's sad. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't think they've ever beat the Buckeyes. I don't think the Ducks have ever think beat so. the Buckeyes. Sad. Yep. Yeah, we we've had our friendly competition, yep. and the Buckeyes uh, seem to always end up on top. Yep. Sad. It is what it is. Sad. I, I won't rub it in. Yeah, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so that's where we are and where we're headed and what's coming for us and that's right we got one more episode with uh the two of us episode, episode 200 200 wow but uh for now you can find us online www.worshipministrycatalyst.com facebook.com slash worship ministry catalyst twitter.com slash wm catalyst send an email to david at worship ministry catalyst.com or, or me <laughs> except i might ask david to remove my email so i stop getting spammed <laughs> Uh, but you can try anyway, Kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. You know, I don't know if I've, I think in all my time I've gotten like two emails. Yeah, we haven't gotten a whole lot of email. Yeah. We have, there's probably much, there are in fact much better strategies for getting people to uh, follow up and do things. And we've never done any of those. Yeah, but whatever. We do. I know we've had listeners because we hear the comments and so on and so forth. But um, you can call if you want, 360-818-4339. And uh, you might actually, yeah, you might talk actually to me. A, I'll answer. It's my phone right here in my office, so uh, it's still my number. But um, that's funny. Yeah, and then uh, keep listening. Tell people, Worship Ministry Catalyst is uh, coming back. Coming new, back, new and improved. New and improved. Episode two hundred one is going to be Joe and uh, Gabriel. Yep, Gabriel Allred. So that's it for now we'll catch you on the flip side bye on the flippity flip bye catch you on the flippity flip bye you have to say it like 40 times because that's what he did in that episode right <laughs> remember where he's throwing the Michael Scott he's doing the <laughs> catch you on the flippity Get, flip and he kept missing catch you on the flippity <laughs> and flip and he finally got it <laughs> yeah and he's like yeah and then he's like walks out right. he's like got it nailed it bye so uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flip bye twitter.com slash WM Catalyst Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst.